everyone, welcome to the Amazing Maine podcast, the podcast that's going to convince you that Maine is not part of Canada. So, welcome to episode one, You Live Where? I am really looking forward to sharing my hometown and my home state with all of you. So before we do that, we'll get into the usual podcast housekeeping. Now, this is the part of the podcast that uh, I usually like the least about whatever I'm listening to, and you probably do as well. But uh, needs to be done, so we'll get through it real quick. Social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and we are also on Instagram. So please follow us all there. If you need links to any of that, you can just go to AmazingMainPodcast.com, look in the upper right, and you will find links to our pages. We're on three different platforms right now. Podbean, we're on iTunes, of course, and we're on Google Play Music. It would be great if you subscribed. That way you won't miss an episode. And it does help with our download analytics, uh, drives people to the podcast, might help me get a sponsor, that sort of thing. Would really be great as well if you gave us some feedback, gave us a good review. If you want to send me an email, the email address is amazingmainpodcast at gmail.com. So, thanks. All right, on to the content. Why did I do an episode called You Live Where? Well... Let me backtrack a little bit and tell you what my original idea was, and that was to start this whole podcast off with a list of facts about Maine. Now, if you're sitting there saying, well, that sounds really boring, you and my wife agree. My wife said that would be boring, and I shouldn't do that, uh, because I would be the only one finding it interesting. Now, she was only half right. I do agree with her now that it probably would have been a pretty boring list. But I did find at least one other person that would have found it interesting. I have this friend who's a new uh, a lawyer in New York, and he said, oh, no, that would be very interesting. So judging that, going back to what my wife said, I've decided that for future episodes, I will run it by both my wife and my New York lawyer friend. Uh, that is a double whammy right there, uh, both a lawyer and someone from New York. Uh, if he finds it interesting... Uh, then I won't do it. I'll just go in the opposite direction. That way, it should be something that you all want to listen to. My wife said that people needed to get to know me instead of just doing a list of impersonal facts. And if they got to know me and what I'm all about, then you'd be more likely to subscribe. And she's probably right. So you young guys out there that are thinking about getting married do realize that at some point you are going to have to listen to your wife because she probably will be right. Not about everything, but at least about podcasts and content, that sort of thing. So instead, I decided I was going to basically have a fact in each episode. Short little piece of history, that sort of thing, about the state of Maine. Tell you a little bit about the place, give you some knowledge, maybe you'll win at Trivial Pursuit, something like that. So for this first episode, I am going to tell you that Maine was the 23rd state to join the Union. A lot of people might think that, well, Maine is in New England, it's way up there in the Northeast, uh, must have been one of the 13 original colonies. Well, not exactly, uh, because until uh, 1820, March 15th of 1820 to be exact, Maine was part of Massachusetts. So I guess in a way you could say we were part of the 13 original colonies, just not as our own, as a separate state. So as part of the Missouri Compromise, uh, if you're looking back in your U.S. history that I'm sure you all remember so well, uh, you remember things like the Gadsden Purchase, the Missouri Compromise, or the purchase of Alaska from Russia, uh, Maine became its own state as part of the Missouri Compromise. Uh, among other things that happened then, that was one of the outcomes. <laughs> So 
back to the original question. Where do you live, basically? Well, a lot of people from the U.S., they picture Maine as just this rocky coast with this beautiful lighthouse and, you know, everybody is eating lobster, that kind of thing. And this was the mental picture that my wife had uh, before she came to Maine the first time many years ago. Uh, this is perpetuated by TV and movies, I understand, but that's not entirely what it's like. Sure, there are beautiful rocky coasts. Yes, there's many lighthouses and there is incredible lobster, best in the country, of course. But that's not where all of Maine is. There's a whole lot to Maine that isn't on the coast. When I was abroad in previous jobs, I did a lot of international travel, and there were a lot of people that, uh, let's say in places like Seoul, South Korea, or Istanbul, Turkey, uh, who didn't know, understandably so, they didn't know the geography of the U.S., so when they would ask where I'm from, I'd say, well, I live in the Northeast United States. And they would say, oh, you mean New York? And I would have to explain that, no, there's more to the Northeast than just New York. And basically would have to show them on a map uh, where Maine was. They most often had never heard of it. And they had no frame of reference. This is certainly understandable. But uh, I would describe that, you know, it's a very rural state and that it's a lot of forest and that sort of thing, give them an idea of the size. For example, it's about 90% the size of South Korea, but it only has about 1 million people where South Korea had 50 million or so. Uh, this was quite surprising to them. Their second question usually was, why do you live there? <laughs> Being that it's so far from everything and very, uh, very rural. I don't just get this question from uh, my international travels, though. I've also gotten this from family. I have a sister who lives in Boston, loves it there, and she calls the drive to my house uh, the drive that never ends. Uh, because once you get off the highway, which is uh, quite a distance from here, you have to go a lot of back roads, and it just keeps going and going and going. Uh, I also have a mother-in-law who... Um, I actually have two mother-in-laws. Um, that's I'm not married to two people. Now, mind you, Maine is not that kind of place. But uh, my wife's parents uh, are remarried, so I have two mother-in-laws, uh, which is... Uh, which is awesome. Um, one of the mother-in-laws uh, refers to where I live as Little House on the Prairie, uh, which is really kind of an odd, uh, an odd moniker for it because there's no prairie here in Maine. If you're looking at a map of the U.S., the prairie is uh, somewhere out in the middle, and uh, we don't exactly have you know fields of wheat outside. Uh, however, we do have uh, often have chickens and honeybees, uh, and she thinks that we eat uh, various uh, animals. Uh, her uh, late husband uh, once thought that he was fed muskrat or possum or something like that at our dinner table. He was not, uh, although uh, we haven't always told him what he is eating when it comes to uh, game meats. So I live in the town of Andover, Maine. And Andover, Maine is a town in Oxford County. Uh, it's, if you're looking at a map of Maine, it's very, very roughly near the New Hampshire border, not too far from Mount Washington. And sort of in the corner where Maine, New Hampshire, and Canada come together. Uh, we can be in Canada in a little over an hour or so. Town's about 800 people. Uh, that's very rough. Uh, depends on the season, of course. In the winter it goes up, in the summer it goes up, so it dips down uh, in different seasons according to who's coming uh, here for vacation or who's heading out of town to avoid the snow. Uh, it's in a section of the state known as the Western Maine Mountains, or the River Valley. Uh, so we're close to uh, some major ski areas. We're close to a couple of uh, paper mills, or former paper mills, that sort of thing. 
there's only a few roads into town and a few roads uh, obviously out. Uh, so if you're not coming by one of those or by the Appalachian Trail, which if you don't know what that is, it's a hiking trail that goes all the way from Georgia to Maine. Uh, if you're not coming by one of those few roads or the AT, uh, then there's not much way to get here. Um, there is no public transportation coming up this far. Roughly the nearest uh, the nearest bus station's about oh, an hour and 15 minutes away. The nearest train station's about two hours by car. The nearest airport, two hours or so. Uh, there's two general stores. There's a diner. Uh, there is a public library. There's a post office. We do actually have a zip code, and we can receive mail. Uh, there's a small elementary school, a small town common. Uh, we don't have any police here in the town of Andover. Uh, there is a game warden, which is basically your, uh, in other states you might call environmental police uh, uh, or a forest ranger, that sort of thing. Um, game wardens in the state of Maine are very powerful uh, individuals. Uh, they have a lot of area to protect. They do a very tough job. And if you've ever seen the, uh, the TV show North Woods Law, and we actually have, our game warden has been on that show. So you may, if you've watched some past episodes of that, you may actually catch some brief views of the town of Andover. Uh, the actual police that cover the area, well, the state police, and then there is a county sheriff, but the nearest county sheriff's office is about 35 minutes away or so. So the police are not close. Uh, we do very thankfully have a volunteer fire department and an ambulance here in town that will get you to the... Uh, hospital, uh, which uh, if you need it, uh, and speaking as someone who has done something dumb enough to take a ride in the ambulance, uh, they provide a very good service for a very small town. So great people there on the Andover Fire Department. Now, uh, have you ever heard of anyone from the town of Andover? Well, yes, you may have, actually. So there is a couple of famous people that came from the town of Andover. Uh, one, uh, they're brothers, actually, and their last name is Poor. John Poor, uh, was famous uh, mostly within the state or the region. He was instrumental in uh, a big part of the rail system that's in the state and getting uh, products off the coast and into other parts of uh, the state and the country. So if you're a rail enthusiast, you may have heard of John Poor uh, and his efforts uh, in the Maine and Northeast rail systems. His brother, Henry, however, founded a financial institution which is now known as Standard & Poor's. So if you've ever heard of the S&P 500 in the stock market, then you have heard of someone from Andover. They were born back in the 1800s and uh, two of the famous sons, you might say, from the town of Andover. Another thing that the town is known for in technology is the Telstar satellite, which uh, transmitted some of the first commercial uh, television and tele well, telecommunications uh, signals around the globe. One of the receiving stations was here in Andover, and it is still in operation, though not in uh, the way it was uh, in the past. The town of Andover basically is ringed by mountains. It forms a natural dish, so it was a perfect place to put a big receiving station. The equipment that was receiving from the Telstar satellite back in the oh, 50s and 60s, whenever it was, uh, is now removed, but the station is still here providing uh, various types of telecommunications linkage uh, to uh, a variety of places, but um, the Earth station, as it once was, has been uh, taken down. What kind of stuff goes on in the town of Andover? Well, uh, town meeting, uh, we have a couple of those a year. Uh, that's where the town comes together and uh, the town voters and taxpayers form the legislative body of the town and we vote on a variety of issues, the school budget, um, budgeting for road construction, that sort of, or road maintenance, I should say. Uh, not too many new roads get built up here. 
that happens a couple of times a year and it sometimes can get testy, uh, sometimes can get interesting, and sometimes it can go on for very, very long into the late hours of the night if uh, there's a lot of uh, arguments on issues. We don't have a mayor in this town. We do have a select board, which is basically kind of a more of a northeastern thing. It's basically three townspeople that handle the executive part of town government, whereas the rest of the townspeople form the legislature if you're really into politics. We also have a summer concert series, which I'm hoping to talk to some people on in a future episode. Uh, basically, uh, every two weeks in the summer, uh, the town uh, and people from outside of town come to the town common, the basically the town square, and lay out blankets and put out chairs and listen to some great music. Uh, local bands and regional bands come in, and we get to hear some terrific music here uh, right near uh, our homes and everything. It's a wonderful thing. The kids all come together and run around and chase each other all over the place while the parents try and get a few minutes of peace and quiet to listen to the music. We also do have a town festival. It's called Old Home Days, and it's in the first weekend of August. And this is where uh, that fire department actually gets to put its trucks out on the road and turn on its sirens and stuff like that. Uh, there's all kinds of interesting things that go into the parade. Uh, there's a gentleman in town that has a bunch of World War II vehicles, so uh, tanks literally roll through the town, belching smoke and denting the road. It's pretty awesome. Uh, there's a lot of activities and pie-eating contests for the kids. Uh, there's a lot of vendors in town. Uh, there's uh, train, little homemade train rides for the kids, that sort of thing. One of the things that has actually gotten the town into uh, national news is on uh, the Saturday of that weekend in the afternoon, there are lawnmower races. And if you're wondering what that, what that could be, it's exactly as it sounds like. It's a bunch of guys that have taken uh, riding lawnmowers and changed a few things uh, under the hood, so to speak, to make them go a lot faster. And they put on helmets and they go around a dirt track ringed with pickup trucks and uh, spare tire, old tire barriers, and it is redneck heaven. So that was on some uh, national newscasts over the last couple of years. It's pretty crazy. Thankfully, no one's been seriously hurt yet. But if you uh, ever want to come and see something uh, just absolutely mind-blowing and see just how fast people can make a lawnmower go, I recommend you come up in early August to Old Home Days and watch the lawnmower races. So if you've made it this far, you might be saying, hold on a second, that guy doesn't have a Maine accent. He can't be from Maine. Well, no, I'm not originally from Maine. I just live here. I've been living here for about 16 years. I am what locals might call from away, and from away means uh, I was born somewhere else and brought here. Now all my children were born here, but by main rules, they're not natives either. They're somewhere in kind of a uh, an in-between period. Maybe my grandkids or great-grandkids could say they're Mainers if they were all born here, but uh, Mainers are pretty particular about that, uh, whether they're a native or not. I was unfortunately born in the state of Massachusetts, um, so I uh, have to assume a submissive pose whenever I admit this to anyone who is originally from Maine. Uh, but basically, Maine has been my home and I've wa uh, for 16 years, and I've wanted to live here my whole life. Uh, my family has been vacationing here uh, since I can remember. My father was stationed here in the Navy, and basically this is uh, what brought me here initially was a job 16 years ago and when the company relocated uh, we had built a family and we stayed and we think the state is pretty amazing we love it we love the town we live in i thank you for listening and i'm really glad i'm going to get to share all this with you i've got a lot of great stuff lined up for coming episodes so i hope you'll subscribe i hope you'll give us a review i hope you'll join us on social media and thank you for letting me share the amazing state of maine with all of you bye-bye folks
Thanks for listening to the Amazing Main podcast. Faulty recording, bad editing, and substandard technical knowledge are all provided by me, Scott, your host. Interruptions are provided by my children, a family dog that can't come to grips with Maine wildlife or delivery drivers, and my own ninja-like mastery of procrastination. You can help promote the podcast by visiting our website at www.amazingmainpodcast.com and on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and something called Pinterest. Who knows, maybe with some luck, I could get some sponsors and even buy a decent microphone. Thanks for your help, everyone. Have a great day.